Climate Action News brought to you by We Don't Have Time. This series focuses on partners and of uh, investors supporting We Don't Have Time. My name is Katarina Rolf Stotojansson and I will be hosting this, this program. And next to me here, I always introduce the counter. It's a counter that counts us down to 2030. And by 2030, we need to half our emissions of carbon dioxide gases. So we are indeed in a hurry and we do not have time. So with me on this episode, I have Thomas Kimber from Karun. Thomas Kimber has been an entrepreneur since he was 18 years old. Wanting to build a business logic in harmony with our natural environment, he founded Karun in 2012, a sunglasses company that strives to protect nature by listening and learning from indigenous tribes and empowering local communities to protect their territory. Thomas has been invited to join the Global Shaper community for the World Economic Forum and has been recognized by different organizations for his leadership role in the transition towards a new economic paradigm. And it's wonderful to have you with us. You are currently with us from Portland, but you're based normally in Patagonia uh, in South America. So a warm welcome to you. Thank you very much, Katarina. What a pleasure to be here. Delighted. So Thomas, um, I'd like to start by being a little bit more personal here um, in terms of where your driving force um, comes from in, in creating what you do in your, in your, in your brand. Uh, what is your fear and concern about the future and more specifically about our climate? My, yes, my inspiration comes from where I, I live in a place that is, I, I believe, one of the most beautiful, wild and pure places in the world, which is Patagonia. It's, it's millions of hectares and hundreds of kilometers that you can drive. You, you see no human beings and you just see nature as it most likely was before we arrived, human beings. Um, my mom's a photographer, uh, specialized in nature. So since I've been very, very young, I've been uh, very much in contact with nature, going to see wild horses and pumas and conservation expeditions. And uh, so I think... What, what surprises me most, uh, what surprised me most at the beginning when I started my path uh, in, in what I'm doing was, has always been the, the disconnection we have, uh, we as human beings have with the natural environment um, and the lack of consciousness in understanding that at the end of the day, we speak about nature as, as if we were alienated from us, as it was something separate from us. Uh, we actually talk about going to nature, but we forget that we are nature. We're part of it just as any other species. So I think my, ma my main fear answering your question is that we fail to realize that and that we're so blinded by our immediate concerns and in, in, in surrounded by these concrete walls around us everywhere in the cities um, just thinking about how to get to the end of the month or how to get to my own personal individualistic priorities that we forget that we are connected to the rest of life in, in the world. And if we, if we forget that, it's going to be very difficult to make the necessary cultural change that we need in the world, which that cultural change should bring all of the economic and the systemic change that we need. So I, I think... That's, that's where my quest is. That's where my focus is, is to try to help shift the culture by bringing more consciousness uh, to our connection to nature. Well, thank you for doing this. And 
About your work and your company in Karun, could you please tell us how this idea came about and also talk to, to the viewers a little bit about what you're doing in your company? Yes. Um, <clears throat> so Karun, first of all, is, a, is, a, is an indigenous word from the Mapuche people in Chile and in Patagonia. It means to be nature. It's the verb of being one with nature. That's why we chose Wonderful. that word. Um, and what we do, we, we connect three things. We connect nature conservation with rural empowerment through product innovation. So we, we've been working in a way to develop a model that can help us along the whole value chain uh, work together alongside local rural communities that normally live in these natural, wonder, wonderful places that lack access to opportunities. So we work together with them through the whole model that we have created so that we, we can turn waste, discarded material into high quality products and at the same time into a source of income for them so that they can turn that into their own opportunities and at the same time so that we can help protect hundreds of thousands of, of wild nature in Patagonia through a series of works that we're doing. Um, we, we have started and, and the main focus for now is eyewear. Uh, we, we were the first eyewear in the world to be made with recycled plastic from the oceans back in 2015. Mm. We were the first company in the world to do well. And many, of, many of the innovative materials that we've done in the past, uh, I started the company when I was, I started being an entrepreneur when I was 18 and I started the company when I was 21, 22. Um, and the reason you asked me why, why, why do we do what we do and, and, or how did we come to do it? The reason we started with eyewear is, is because Actually, you're wearing one. Um, it's, mm -hmm. it's a very iconic element in the fashion industry. Uh, you wear them in your face. It expresses who you are, your personality, and at the end of the day, what you stand for. And it's a perfect communication tool. You wear them in your face and you look at the world Clever. through them. So we want to inspire the world to look at the world from a different point of view, one in which we are all nature. And that's why we, we came up with this and we said, let's make the highest quality eyewear in the world under a completely different logic. Mm. And uh, these eyewear, how have, they been, how have they been received and where, or where, are, they, where are they sold? Great. Um, very well, actually. And we're very happy because uh, a little bit over a month ago, we just launched uh, in Europe. Uh, we launched in, in over... 1,000, almost, almost 2,000 stores uh, across 10 countries in Europe. One of them being Sweden, actually, in Synoptic. You can find us in all Synoptic stores almost, or in, in most of them. Um, and in, with Grand Vision, we went into the, the Synoptics of the different countries in, in Europe. We, did a, we launched together with Grand Vision and Hollywood actress Shailene Woodley, who is a, a dear friend of us uh, and, a, and a, a very strong, passionate advocate for the environment, uh, which we created this beautiful collection together, which we launched now there. Um, we're now launching in US. That's why I'm now in Portland. We're opening the company mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. USA, uh, in, in Austin, with a, a team and office and everything. And we are present in Chile and Argentina and opening Uruguay, Colombia, and Mexico in, in the coming uh, months. So... Now our challenge is, the, the challenge for the last eight years has been to create a model that can make the impact I told you before, but at the same time be scalable and most importantly, inspire people so that they can understand, they can feel, and they can connect with the impact mm. behind each one of their purchases. So it's a lot about storytelling, I assume. Yes, it's two things I would say. Mm. One is 
creating a, 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 a real impact. We're working with 600 local families in Patagonia. We're helping protect mm -hmm. over 400,000 hectares of wild, pristine nature in Patagonia. It's a valley called the Valley of Cochamó. We're recycling over 100 tons a year. So that's one side, which is the hard work that we're doing on the ground. And on the other side is through the capability of telling stories, connecting emotionally with each one of our customers. So tell us, how has this been received by, by the people um, in, in, in the stores and on the markets? Well, we, so far we're very happy and we're very proud because most of the countries has, have extended their, their, their store uh, range. Um, we've been mm -hmm. having some very good webinars with all of the sales teams. Uh, and now in the next month and a half, uh, so in June, we, sorry, in mid-June, Throughout August, we will be with most, or sorry, with an important part of our team, uh, with all of our European team, going to each one of these countries if COVID allows, meeting with all of the people, meeting all the salespeople, and making sure that we can inspire as many people as possible. We need inspiration in this world. We need connection. We need to look at each other's eyes and understand that we're all part of the same mm -hmm. problem, and therefore we need to work together. And I think. One of the things that inspires me the most is to see how many amazing people around the world are addressing the same problem of this connection through very different ways. And you guys are doing it through We Don't Have Time, which I think is so, such a powerful tool. So all I want is to work with as many people as possible to really make a big change through the example and not mm -hmm. by criticizing. Absolutely, I totally agree. So, so Thomas, you're developing a new business model, uh, the conscious development model. Can you please elaborate on this and tell us what, it, what how it works? Yes. Uh, well, that I, I touched upon it briefly before. So, we, we, when when people ask me what we do, and and I always say, we don't. It's not that we make eyewear that is recycled or recycled eyewear. That's, that's just a very tiny part. Uh, in today's world, recycling is, is just a really bare minimum. It's not what we need. Uh, what we need is to change our logic. And as I was saying before, I was talking about culture. We need to change the way we understand what a company is, what our companies are for. If we keep believing that companies are there, are here to just make a profit, then obviously we're gonna, we're gonna destroy our planet. So, and ourselves. Mm. So the, 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 what we have been building, which we call the Karun Conscious Development Model, is a whole model um, that enables us to understand our company differently and, to, and that understanding of, of the, the, the understanding is that companies are just one more actor in society, just as you and I and everyone. Therefore, we have a, as company has a responsibility, it's just a group of people coming together. So how can we turn that responsibility um, into action by regenerating local economies, regenerating natural mm -hmm. ecosystems, and connecting that impact with our customers. So we've created this model where we, we are managing, we, we can connect our, our employees with the impact in nature, with the communities that do the work with us in the local, in the local places I mentioned in Patagonia, that we can at the same time enable all of these rural communities to get the income they need through the collection of discarded materials so that they can use that as seed capital to start their own micro-businesses and they can develop their own opportunities without relying on big corporations or without relying on cutting down trees, for example. Uh, and at the same time, how can we turn that into very high-quality products that finally can, can be recycled again once they're old so you can close that loop? And at the end, 
Mm. How can you, all of this that I'm telling you, how can you communicate it effectively one by one to each one of our customers? So everything I'm explaining, I'm very summarized way, is what the Karun Conscious Development Model is about, uh, that we believe is the most important thing that, we, that we're doing, not the recycling, not the product, not the sales, but the whole integrity of it all. It's a beautiful, beautiful model indeed. So for people watching this and that might not have encountered your 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 your, uh, your eyewear, uh, what type of material could it be uh, consisting of? What type of material do you source and and upcycle? I guess you can use that word, right? Yes, yes. Uh, thank you for the question. So we we work with 100% recycled natural or noble materials. Um, we use fishing nets from the ocean um, that we collect in the, in the, in, in the, the coast uh, together mm -hmm. with the local community. Um, we use recycled metals. There's a bunch of metals that are used. Uh, imagine in local communities in very far away places that are normally living in poverty. Imagine all of the, the, the lack of infrastructure that they have. So there's a lot of discarded material, cans um, and tubes and uh, cars, old cars. Uh, last week, mm. we had a full um, team collecting uh, more than 20 tons uh, of old cars that were buried in the ground uh, and, oh and like kitchen stoves out of 180 families that were living up in the mountain. You need to get there by horse. We went one by one getting each one of these people's discarded material that they were had lying outside and on their gardens or on their mountains. Mm. We collected all of that. So imagine that the work, it's beautiful work. So those metals, mm. those fishing nets, polycarbonate, so the old lenses from the industry are also recycled and turned into frames. Um, we're using recycled um, wood that it comes out of the lake. So we're rescuing wood that comes out of the lake and we're using that to turn it into handmade pieces, handmade in Patagonia, a bunch of other materials and innovations that we're doing. But the most important thing is how we source the material, is how we connect with each person that is sourcing each material. That's mm. the main value, I think. So it's very diverse, the way you, the way you source your material. Uh, same principle, but different materials. Yes. Well, thank you. That's, it's a beautiful process, indeed. So, so Thomas... Um, you are part of the global shaper community. Could you please tell us what that is? Yes. Um, well, th that's um, a global community of young leaders that are coming together uh, by the World Economic Forum. Um, I've been participating in that since uh, for the last. So I started in that some four or five years ago, uh, and I, I think at the end of the day, it's a group of young people that are coming that are working towards the same challenges, uh, and. Um, and apart from the Global Shaper, I think there's many other groups that I've been participating on and that I'm interested to be part of. As I was saying before, if we want to make a change, we really need to make it together. Um, like I'm, I'm sure you're, you're, you're familiar with the B Corp movement um, and with and like all of the, the Sistema B that's called in Latin America and the B Corp movement that's called around the world. And all of the different, uh, not, even, not young, in my opinion, in age, but young in heart and young in, mm. in energy and the way we see the world. Um, actually, one of my best friends is 65 years old, and I'm, I'm very close to a group of, of business people in Chile that, uh, that come together um, to, to actually learn from each other and see how we can inspire the world. So there's m different kinds of groups that, we're, that I'm participating on that I think it's, it's so important to share knowledge and at the same time learn from others' experiences. Hmm. So Thomas, um, 
How did you discover we don't have time? It was through Ingmar, actually. Uh, I was invited. Uh, we were the official eyewear for the Volvo Ocean Race in 2017 and 18. Um, and I was mm -hmm. invited to speak at an event there. And I, I met Ingmar. He was presented, presenting in that same event. We had a brief conversation. And a couple of, of years or a year later, I had a call with him because I, I was seeing so much uh, content about we don't have time on LinkedIn, on, on the different social media, on, on the press. Uh, and we had a very good call, and I think also with Adam. And uh, since then, we've been a part of it, and, and we, we're intending to keep being a part of it for the next mm. years. So, Thomas, what do, you, what do you hope to achieve being on the, on the We Don't Have Time and opening up for climate dialogue on the platform? I, I don't know if I want to achieve anything in particular. What I do want is to be open and transparent and be open for people to ask questions, to, to, to comment, uh, for us to be able to communicate, to be, I think what we need in this world today is, is, is that openness, that transparency and that, and that real focus on building trust. Um, and I think we don't have time is a very good tool to build trust with people. Um, so I don't know what we, what we will achieve. What I do know is that that's the path I want to, I want to take. So it's it's transparency and dialogue and, and working together um, that are key words for you, I, yes, I hear. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, wonderful work that you do. Uh, it's very unique and also it's very promising to see that you can engage people in rural communities in this process so profoundly. So thank you very much, Thomas Kimber, for your beautiful work. And thank you for joining me on Climate Action News. Thank you very much. And thank you for your invitation. Thank you for what you're doing. I think the work you're doing, connecting people around the world uh, uh, around the climate issues that we're having uh, are so important. So I appreciate it. You're most welcome. Happy to have you on board. Ciao. And thank you, all of you watching. Uh, please stay updated on the We Don't Have Time platform. And of course, engage, share, uh, participate in this race to zero that we really need to get in place, right? And uh, stay focused and make sure that you don't miss the next episode of Climate Action News. And take care until then. Bye-bye.